this series. Amen. Um, so good to see everybody in the house. Look at y'all ready to receive. Look at somebody and say, I'm ready to receive. Well, let's go ahead and put our hands together and thank God for this awesome woman of God. First lady of this house, my wife, my boo, Pastor Tanya Cole, everybody. Rocking her new hairstyle. who believe that they're a queen. Yes? How many queens we have in the house? Come on, how many queens we have in the house? Yes, yes. So I want to talk to the queens today. You know, queens, you, the, the definition of a queen is that she rules over territory. Amen? So you don't just have a title as a queen just because you want to say that you're a queen. Right? You're a queen because you're ruling over something. Amen? So let's go ahead and pray so we can get started. I have a lot to share today. I hope you came ready to receive. I hope you, I hope you have a notebook, a pencil, something. Amen? Let's pray. Eternal Father, we come this morning and we thank you for your blessings. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your kindness. God, we thank you for who you are. Truly, you are a good, good father. And we're so honored and so glad to know that our father is the king. The king of kings and the lord of lords. We're so glad, God, that you called us into your own. You've adopted us into the family. We are now sons and daughters of the king. We couldn't be happier, God, to be called royalty. Royal priesthood, chosen generation, peculiar people. We thank you, Father. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you for who you are. We give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Can we put our hands together for our shepherd, our pastor? Come on, our men of God. Can we honor him? Amen, amen, amen. All right. So, like I said, there's a lot, there's a lot I want to share today. There's a lot I want to go over today, and I don't think I'll have the time to really go over everything, but I'm going to try my best. Um, so, today is a word for the queens, a word for the queens. Um, and I want to just, uh, Pastor didn't know I was going to talk about this. And he was talking about the king. He was talking about how um, we as queen ought to be treated. Um, and it is so true. Like I said, we are queens. God has, you know, when we were born into the, because the, the, the queen, if you look up the definition of a queen, it is something she is born into. She's born into that. So I don't know how you were born before, but when you said yes to Jesus, amen, 
when you said yes to Jesus and you were born again, you were immediately born into your royal position. So I want to establish that up front. If you are a woman in this house and you are born again, you are born into a royal position, you are now a queen. Come on in here, somebody. You are now a queen. Shiana's waving at me. She, she could hear it all the way back there. You are now a queen. You are royal. What is it? First Peter chapter 2, verse 9 talks about royal priesthood, chosen generation, right? So we are automatically born into royalty when we say yes to Jesus. That's a good place to raise your hand and worship and shout. And y'all don't feel royal? Is it just okay? Okay. I need you to I need you to be with me now. So you are automatically royalty, right? So you being royalty, again, a, a queen rules over a territory. A queen rules over something. So the first thing you need to identify, queen, is what are you ruling over? What is it that you have dominion over? We're going to talk about relationship in just a second, but we can't jump into relationship until we know our identity and until we know our assignment, right? So what is it that you are ruling over? What is it that you have dominion or that is presented for you to have? Amen. How big is your territory? Jabez said, enlarge my territory enlarge my territory god can't begin to enlarge our territory until we can have dominion over the little territories that we have let's start with ourselves are we taking care of ourselves are, are, are we being the best version of us that we are supposed to be are we being the best thank you for that i don't know what's going on with this but i'm gonna try to do my best here um, but are we being the best version of ourselves that we can, we can talk about taking care of our men in just a second. But before we get to taking care of our men, we got to take care of ourselves. We got to take care of ourselves. Because if you can't take care of yourself, who's going to do it? You still waiting for mama to come and feed you? You still waiting for mama to come and take care of you? You still waiting for, you're, you're a grown woman now. So who's going to take care of you? If you don't take care of yourself. Now, let me just put this out there. I'm not just talking to you, queen. I'm talking to me too. Because sometimes, especially as a mom, as a wife, I do for everybody else and I forget me. You know? And as a mom, especially, you would know that. You're always doing, always making sure they have, always making sure they're eating, always making sure that they have everything that they need. And most of the times, we forget about ourselves. But we've got to take care of ourselves. Because if you don't, my mom says this to me all the time. If you don't take care of you, guess what? God forbid something happens to you, then who are they going to turn to? Who are they going to turn to? And I hate to put this out there, but men have needs. Your man will find somebody else quickly. Okay, this is too deep for y'all already. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm moving too fast. Let me slow it down. But we have to take care of ourselves. We have to take care of ourselves because if we don't take care of ourselves, who is going to do it?
right? Who's going to take care of ourselves? So we have to take care of ourselves. And then you need to ask God, okay, God, what is the territory that you have given me to rule over? What's my assignment? We're going to talk about his assignment in just a second. But you have an assignment on your life. Let's go in Genesis real quick. Genesis chapter 1. I think it's Genesis chapter 1. I'll tell you when I get there. Give me a quick second. Ah, yes, it is Genesis chapter 1. Very familiar uh, passage of scripture. We did this on last week, Wednesday, Bible study. It says, matter of fact, I'm going to read it from here. It says, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowls of the air, over the cattle and over all of the earth and over every creeping things that creep it upon the earth. So God created he so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowls of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. The Unity Bible says this. Then God said, Let us make humankind in our image. So... That, that translation in the King James Version is not the best translation, where it says, God says, let us make men. It didn't mean men as in the gender men. It meant humankind. So why am I pointing that out? Because when God blessed them, God didn't just bless him. Now, when you've been in church for so long, you will hear people tell you, oh, the man is anointed. The man is, God has called him and God has appointed him and God has... And that is true, but God has also blessed you too. God has also anointed you too. God also has a call on your life as well. So you've got to find out, God, what is the call on my life? I love what Minister Gaynor said. I hope she's watching. I love what Minister Gaynor said one time. She said, this is why it is so important for us to know who we are and to know the call of God on our lives. Because after her husband had passed away, she realized, okay, God, God still kept me here for a reason. There's still an assignment on my life. So after, you know, God has, has moved her husband on, she realized that there's still something, still a reason for her to, to exist. There's still something for her to carry out in the earth. What? What does that mean? She still has territories. She still has something to dominate in the earth. So now it's up to her to find out what that is, and I'm sure she knows it, and to carry that out. So now we as women, we've got to know what our assignment is and carry it out. Amen. One of our assignments, queen, for those who are married, and I'm talking to the married queens first, and we're gonna, I'm going to get to the singles queen, single queens. So for the married queens, one of our assignments, I would say our number one assignment is taking care of our husbands, our spouse. Partnering with God for the assignment on his life. Partnering with God for the assignment on his life. Now, pastor was talking about the kings and queens. I've never played, played chess before. And I don't really understand the game, but I just looked it up. And I was, I was looking at how the game of chess is played. It's a very interesting game. 
And it's, how many of you have ever played chess before? Okay, two, two, oh, two, <laughs> two and a half, three. <laughs> chess, it isn't easy. It's a strategic game, very strict. You've got to be a thinker and you've got to think ahead of the opponent. You've got to try to analyze what your opponent is going to do before he ever does it, right? So you have to really look, study the board and know the board and know your enemy, know their moves, right? Right, you have to know their moves. So one of the things that I found out is that there, there's several pieces to the chessboard. You have the, the rooks, you have the knights, you have the bishops, you have the queens, you have the kings, you have the pawns. The most important piece on that chess board is who? The queen. The queen. The most important piece on that board is the queen. The most powerful piece on that board is the queen. Because, and I should rephrase that, the most powerful piece on that board is the queen. She can move in any direction that she wants to move. She can move in any direction that she wants to move. Everybody else can only either move one step or two, the right or the left, horizontal, but she can move in any direction that she wants to move. Watch this. But the king, if the king loses his life, the game is over. If the king is knocked off the board, there's no reason to play the game. So it is important, queen, that with us having the power that we have, that we use that power, watch this, to protect and make room for the king. That we protect and make room for the king. And that's the reason why God brought us in his life. God could have just let him be here and exist all by himself, but he didn't do that. Think about it. God is sovereign. God is holy. God is omnipotent. There's, I mean, if God wanted Adam to have everything, he could have given Adam everything. But he didn't do that. He chose to give Adam a helpmate. He chose to give Adam a queen. Because he knew, he put that need in Adam. He put the need in Adam. So it is in the man to need a queen. He can't do it by himself. And this is why so many men are stressed out. This is why so many men are under so much pressure because they feel like they're doing it by themselves. They feel like they're carrying the weight by themselves. They feel like they're carrying the assignment by themselves. Now I know not all men know what their assignment is, but please believe me, they have an assignment. And if they don't know their assignment, queens, it's our job to pray and help them, help God, or ask God to help them find out what their assignment is. Because they have an assignment on their lives. You have an assignment on your life, and he has an assignment on your life. And your assignment, watch this, should never compete with his assignment. Can I get an Amen. Your assignment should never compete with his assignment. Your assignment, thank you, DJ, should complete. <laughs> DJ, you want to help me preach, don't you? <laughs> Your assignment 
should not compete with. If your assignment is going against what his assignment is, something is off. It's a spirit of division, and you've got to recognize it. It's a spirit of division. You know, as I was preparing this, I was thinking about Marissa and her husband, Marquez. You know, he is, he is a musician. He's a producer. You know, he, he does it all. He, he, the instrument is his, that's his, that's his territory. He got that. And this woman can sing. She can sing. So her assignment complements his. And so if you find in any way that your assignment is, is, is going against what his assignment is, there is a division there and you've got to get to the root of it. Because God in his, in his sovereignty will not put two people together that is going to clash. That's not the will of God. It's not his purpose. It's not his design. It's not his design. So if your assignment is clashing against his, if it is not... Uh, motivating his assignment, if it's not pushing his assignment, propelling his assignment, there's something off. There's something off. So the two of you should complete each other. The two of you should work together to carry out the bigger assignment. And so if you don't know what your assignment is, you got to start by asking God, what is my assignment? If he does not know his assignment, ladies, queens, you need to ask God, God help him to see what his assignment is. Because there's nothing worse. Hear me, hear me, hear me. There's nothing worse than a man existing and does not know what his assignment is. There's nothing worse. There's nothing worse than a man existing, here it is, and leading you. And don't know what his assignment is. If he's leading you and he does not know his assignment, that is a dangerous place to be. When I say danger, I'm saying danger. It's a dangerous place to be. And this is why, queens, it is important if you need to fast and pray and seek God and call for the prayer warriors and call for your prayer partner and call for... I don't care who you call, but you need to get on your face and ask God to reveal to him what his assignment is. I remember when Pastor Liddell and I, we got married. First of all, I didn't want to marry any pastor, any preacher. I know y'all don't believe it, but I really didn't. But when we got married and God started showing me him, God started showing me what his assignment was. And I said to him, I said, babe, God showed me this dream. And he's like, he told me too that God was showing him some dreams about him leading and him pastoring. But, you know, he's been running, running, running. And God started, I guess God wasn't getting through to him. So God started showing me the dream too. <laughs> and so God's showing me these dreams. And I'm seeing these dreams. And I'm like, babe, okay, God is showing me this. You got to do what God is calling you to do. And he would run. He didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it. And I'm like, no, babe, you got to do it. He got sick. He got so sick several times. He's, I mean, he was going to the, to the hospital, uh, you know, almost every Sunday. And it always happened on Sundays. <laughs> he was a worship leader at, at a church. 
And he would get up there and he would start leading worship and he, he would just have to stop and he would run to the bathroom and throw water on his face and try to breathe and calm down. And he would try to go back up there to lead worship and he just couldn't do it. He was so sick. Until the, one time a lady, a, a, um, a lady, she was at the back of the church and she came to him and she said, the Lord said to tell you that the call that he has on your life, you've got to carry it out and you will not. Um, she said, you, you, you won't be able to be at peace until you carry out the assignment on your life. And after she prophesied that to him, we never seen that lady again. We never saw her again. We continue going to the church for a time and we never saw her again. So I knew that that was the Lord who spoke that to him. So he finally did his assignment. He finally started walking in his assignment. And because he started walking his assignment, God began to open so many doors and blessed us in so many ways. And the blessing, this is how you know it's the assignment of God. The blessing didn't just come to me and my family. The blessing is spreading abroad to each and every one of you. See, that's how you know it's God. That's how you know you are in assignment. Because the blessing won't just be for you. The blessing will be for everyone connected to you. We've had so many people who told us, since I started coming to this ministry, my business is booming. This is happening. Marriages are being restored. Health is, is coming back. So many people, their lives are being blessed because of who they're connected to. Because of who they're connected to. And that is a sign of the blessing. So, if your husband, your, 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 your man of God does not know what his assignment is, you've got to do your due diligence and you need to seek God with him or for him until he understands his assignment. Because the worst thing to do is to be with someone who does not know their assignment. God gave Adam assignment before he gave him a wife. So you've got to know your assignment. You've got to know your assignment. All right. So number one, partner with God for the assignment on his life. And in addition to praying with him, encourage him. This world, I'm telling you, it, it's, it's the, the weight that they carry, the weight that they're under. We as women may never understand it. Yes, we have weight of our own that they will never understand. But we don't understand the weight that they carry. They don't understand the weight that we carry. They don't understand the weight that we carry. So what do you do in that case? You just encourage. Send him a text message. Set, put a, a note in his bag, right? Uh, you know, let him know that you're praying for him. At nights when he's sleeping, lay your hand on his back and pray for him. He needs that. He needs that. He needs that push. He needs that encouragement. Number two, don't act out of your emotions Act out of your assignment. Don't act out of your emotions. Act out of your assignment. We as women, we are some of the most emotional creatures. We are so emotional. And that we can use that to our good. Amen? But when you're leading, you can't lead out of emotions. Right? When you are on assignment, you can't lead out of emotions. So don't act out of your emotions. Act out of assignment. Remember Queen Vesti. Queen Vesti acted out of emotions. The king told her what to do. And she said, I ain't doing that. I'm a queen. 
You want me to come and promote, pr parade myself in the front of your drunk friends? No. She said, it ain't happening. Now, most people say, yes, she was right for what she did. When you think about it, okay. I'd, I wouldn't want to be paraded in the front of drunk people myself. But she acted out of emotions. Watch this. Queen Esther, she acted out of assignment. She didn't want to go to the king, remember. She didn't want to go, but she knew what her God-given assignment was. And her God-given assignment was to go and deliver the children of Israel. So what did she do? She fasted and she prayed and she sought God before she went into the king. So we as queens, we cannot act out of our emotion. Okay, break it down, Pastor Tanya, what you talking about? There are times that your spouse, your husband may ask you to do things that you know good and well that you don't want to do. You know good and well, like, Lord Jesus, is he even thinking straight right now? Right? And as long as it's, if it's not immoral, unethical, illegal, Submit to your husband. See, I got the man. Y'all stay out of our conversation, all right? Y'all stay out of our conversation. This is, this is to the queens. <laughs> so, there, but I'm telling you, there are times that they ask you to do things. You're like, God, what? What? And this is the reason why it is important. This is the reason, hear me, queens. This is the reason why our relationship with the Father has to be strong. Because the word of the, God, uh, the, word of the Lord declares that the, the heart of the king is in whose hands? The heart of the king is in, the, is, in, in, is in God's hand, and he turn it whatsoever way he will. So in other words, hear me, if your husband is asking you to do something that in your heart you're like, God, I know he's, he's making the wrong decision. He's, he, he's, he's doing the wrong, he's, he's not doing right with the finances. Then you need to go to the king of kings. You need to go to the Lord of lords. Because if you want his heart changed, your murmuring, your whining, your, it ain't going to change it. It won't change it. Trust me, I tried. <laughs> it won't change it. So now you need to go to his boss. You need to go to his king. You need to go to who, who he answers to. And you need to go to him and say, okay, Abba, Daddy God, be cute and crawl up in his lap, Daddy God. Flash those eyebrows, those eyelashes. You know, when I, when I think of God, I think of God as a, as a big father and, I, and I'm his princess. I'm his queen. So I can come to him and I can say, Daddy, Abba, I need help. Abba, I need you. So go to, and that's what you have to, you cannot have a successful marriage if you do not have a successful prayer life. It won't work. Your marriage, I'm telling you, your marriage will not grow. Your marriage will not be firm if your, if your prayer life is not. You need to pray. You need to be in the presence of God. You've got to understand the heart of God because sometimes we pray out of emotions. We want things our way, but God is like, no, I have a bigger plan. I have a bigger, a bigger scope. So there were lots of things that I wanted to see, that I wanted to do, I wanted to accomplish, but it wasn't the will of God. 
And so there were things that pastor would say, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And I'm like, I'm against it. I didn't want to do it. And so if I try to do things my way and not do it the way that, 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 um, not do it the way that, that he wanted it to be done, I find that most of the times I did it my way, oh, messed up, messed up, messed up, messed up. And even though I didn't like the way he said it, or I didn't like the way he, I didn't like his plan, when I did it his way, I'm telling you, it was almost like God said, okay, this was the way I was trying to get you to go. I'll give you an example. When we first got married, I told him, I was like, man, I, I, I want to I wanna take out the student loan. You know, I want to I wanna go back to school. He was like, now isn't the time to do it. And I was like, no, I want to do it now. I want to do it now. He's like, nope, now isn't the time to do it. Just wait. You're going to do it, but not now. And I was like, no, this is what I want to do. So he's like, okay. And th that's how he is. He can tell you no, but two, three times. And then he's like, okay, whatever. Do, do what you want to do. So I was like, okay. He said, yes. <laughs> he didn't say yes. That's what I wanted to do. I was just, I was, you know, I stayed at him until I heard the yes. But he's like, okay, go ahead. So I did it. Took out the student loan. Why did I do that? Why did I, to this day, still paying it back? <laughs> so I'm t if I had just done it his way, but most of the times, not all the time, but most of the time, <laughs> most of the times, God speaks through him, even if, you know, he doesn't have to be speaking in tongues. He don't have to be in sackcloth and ashes. But most of the time when he's leading the family, God is leading the family through him, whether I feel like it or not. I remember one time I was driving, I'm praying, I'm like, God, I want to hear your voice. God, I want to hear your voice. I want to hear you loud and clear. God, I want to hear your voice. God said, I speak to you all the time. I'm like, what you talking about? You speak to me all the time. He said, that's why I put your husband in your life. I speak to you all the time. I said, whoa, whoa. Now, like I said, it's not all the time. <laughs> there are times that he's off. <laughs> but that's where, again, my prayer life has got to be firm. Because if he's off and I'm praying for him, God is going to show it to him. God's going to show it to him. This is why, queens, we have to have a strong prayer life. Remember I was telling you about how on the chessboard the queen moves any direction she want to move? That's because when you have a prayer life, baby, you can move any direction you want to, and the devil can't stop you. The devil can't stop you. I got to read this to you. This blessed my soul. And y'all know it too. Y'all know the scripture verse too. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, where's that scripture verse that says, it's in Genesis. Lord, help me find that thing. And he should bruise or I will put enmity, Genesis 3. Can somebody find that real quick for me and read that? He said, I will put enmity between the you and the woman. Can find somebody read that real quick for me? 3.15? Yes. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes. Okay, now most of the times we read that, we hear, and I will put enmity, enmity between the, you and the woman and between her seed and your seed. And we focus more on the seed. Yes, it's true. But let's not negate the first part of that. 
I will put enmity between you and the woman. Why do you think the devil hates you so much? Why do you think the devil fights you so much? Why do you think the devil puts so much pressure on you? Because there's enmity between you and the devil. Not between the man and the devil. Between you and the devil. Take some time and really think about that. Not between the man and the devil. Hear this in your spirit now. Between you, queens. Between you and the devil. Why do you think God comes to us and deal with us? God show us things. Because God knows that the enemy... The, whew, help me, Holy Ghost. The enmity is between us and the devil. This is why, queen, sister, girl, we can't, you can't slack up in prayer. You can't get caught slipping. You got to stay on your knees. Because at the end of the day, like I said on that chessboard, you got the power to roam all over that board. You got the power to roam all over that board. Watch this. And make room for him. Make space for him. Because if he gets caught, the game is over. Thank you, Shiana. That's exactly what. If he gets caught, the game is over. So we have power. We have authority. And we've got to use it, hear me, to make room for the men of God. That's why even your assignment, that's why I say your assignment cannot compete against his. Your assignment should be to complete his. Because you have got, you've got to make that space. Helper. You've got to make that space. That's why you were created, right? Now, anybody tell you anything different? Hear me. Hear me. Check their marriage before they come and speak to you. Check their relationship before they come and speak to you. <laughs> I, got, I got everybody trying to preach with me today. Come on, y'all, put some chairs up here. <laughs> no, seriously. If you would, and the thing about it, you hear it so much. People, girl, don't, you got your own anointing. You got your own ministry. Go for gold. Go for yourself. Okay, yeah, I know I have an anointing, and I thank God for that anointing, and I, I, don't, I, I value that anointing. But I know that my anointing is to compliment him and to help him get to the place that God has called him to. It's not to compete against him. It's not to outdo him. It's to compliment the anointing that's on his life because we have an assignment together and we have to carry that thing out. I'm telling you, if you are in a relationship and you guys do not know the assignment, you're just existing. You're just existing. And that's why there's going to be a lot of turmoil in your relationship. And when that turmoil comes, you, you start talking about separation and divorce because you don't see the bigger picture. You don't see that there's an assignment that's bigger than both of you. I had to talk to a young lady just the other day about this. She said, I just got married, didn't know the guy, you know, but two, you know, a few weeks, months, weeks. And she said, she said, 
I don't, I did not know, or I don't think he knows his assignment. I said, well, there's a lot of things that has to be worked out, but I said, then that's where you come in. See, when you marry someone, let me just parenthetically insert this, when you marry someone that you don't know, you, hear me, you have a lot of praying to do. You have a lot of praying to do. A lot. A lot. So, all right, let me move off of that, because I got a lot to say. It's a short time to say it. Last thing regarding our Mary Queen, and I'm going to jump to the single queens. Mary Queen. Okay, so are you the kind of wife that you want your son to marry? Are you the kind of wife that you want your son to marry? What do you mean by that, Pastor Tanya? Okay, so I have two boys. If I'm always snapping and arguing and shouting and, yeah. and bickering with Pastor Liddell, and my sons are watching this, do I want them to think that this is okay for their wives to talk to them like this? Do I want them to think that this is okay for them to, to, for their wives to treat them in such a negative way that I treat their father? No. So now I have to live a life before them that I want them, that they should say, I want my wife to be just like that. That's how my wife should be. That's how my wife should be. <laughs> Respectful. Honoring. She needs to honor and respect me. So if you don't want your son to marry a woman like you, you've got to change it. And the thing about it is we know when we're wrong. We know when we're talking to our husbands crazy. We know. Y'all may not know. I know. I know when I'm talking to my husband crazy. Because the Holy Spirit's like, Tanya, you know you shouldn't have said that. You, 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 you shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't have said it in that manner. You should have prayed about it before you went there. Because sometimes I'm like, I got this Holy Spirit. Let me, let me handle this. And you, you know, and I'm going off in my emotions. And when I do that, I'm telling you, I always pay the price for it. I always pay the price for it. But I'm telling you, if you want to break the generational curse, if you want to break that bickering and that fighting and that, that, that constant argument that's happening in your home, let it start with you. Don't wait. And I know that, that, you know, they're not always doing what they're supposed to do. But we can't change them. We can change what we can change. We can change ourselves. Amen? So we change ourselves. We change ourselves. And we do what we're supposed to do and live a life that we want our sons to say, I want my wife to be like my mama was to my father. Respectful. I want my, I want my wife to, be, to honor me right all right let me talk to the single queens single ladies all my single ladies all my single ladies all right now i'm just going to touch on this for a little bit and minister keisha on the, on wednesday coming she's going to talk to the single ladies in more details so i need everybody on that call all right so single queens single queens number one let go of the exes and prepare for the next let go of the X and prepare for the next. Let go of the X and prepare for the next. 
We having too much fun. So let go of him. Let go. <laughs> you, 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 you can't go into a next relationship holding on to what you had. You can't. You, you've got to rid yourself of him. Let go of all that old baggage. Let that, don't bring that into your next relationship. Please don't do that. Don't do that. You talking about disaster. Are we just friends? Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Don't, don't, don't give me that line. We just friends? No. No such thing. Not when you have, how should I say? Not, that's the best way. Not, not after you've crossed a certain boundaries with him. Don't tell me that y'all just friends. No. You can't do that. And then you want to bring that into your next relationship? I'm going to tell you, one thing when men, men, when it comes to other men, they be checking them out. They check them out. They're like, uh-uh. <laughs> That's why men are so territorial. They will, they will, they can read a man from a mile away. <laughs> so why are you pretending that y'all just friends? No, he already know. He already knows. So you've got to cut soul ties. You've got to let them go. You've got to release them. And don't just physically release them, hear me. You've got to release them out of your spirit too. You've got to release them out of your spirit. Because if you've had, all the babies are out, right? Yes. If you've had sexual intercourse with them, you have developed a soul tie. And the only way for you to release that, the only way for you to get rid of that soul tie, you've got to break that thing. I like, um, Minister Bethel and I stole this from you. Uh, when we were teaching on grief, she said there were five tasks of grief. And I pulled from this and I'm going to, I'm going to, Change it up just a bit to talk to our single women about letting go of soul ties. Amen? She said, number one, accept the fact that they died and do and, and not able to return. You have to accept the fact that he is gone. He may have moved on with Shaquita and Shaniqua and all that. May, he may have moved on. Let it go. It's okay. Let him go. So you have to accept that fact. Stop, stop trying to check him on Facebook, see what he's doing. Stop, stop trying to, you know, scroll through and see who, who he's who he talking to, who he's communicating to. Let him go. Move him from your Facebook page. Get rid of all those old jewelries that he gave you. Uh-oh. 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 Please don't, don't stole me. But get rid of it. Oh, my mama bought me this ring. You know he bought you that ring. Get rid of that thing. Get rid of it. Let it go. Let it go. The more you hold on to that thing, the more you can be attached to him. Let it go. If you really want to see the new relationship move on, if you really want to see you move forward, whether you have a new relationship or not, if you really want to move forward, you've got to let the past be the past. You've got to let the past be the past. 
Stop posting pictures of him. Stop texting him and trying to reach out to him. Even though he don't move on, let it go. Let it go. Treat him like, it's hard to say, but treat, anyways, I, I won't say that. But accept the fact that he has moved on or that part of your life has ended. Accept the fact. Release your emotions. That was number two. Start shifting and storing memories. So this is what she had. She said, start shifting and storing memories. Hold on to the good memories and learn from them. This is what I put. Hold on to the good memories. So whatever, you know, whatever you've learned from that relationship, learn it and move on. Because I'm sure that there were things that you learned from that old relationship. And if you go in a relationship and you didn't learn nothing, girl, you wasted your time. You wasted how many years of your life? Right? You should have learned something from it. You should have learned something from it. So whatever you've learned from that, take that, hold on to that, and apply the good in your next relationship, not the bad. I'm going to talk about that in just a few seconds. Reinvent your life and purpose. So by that, you have to accept the fact that, okay, now I am in, now I am in a single state. Now I am single. Now it's just me. Let me do me. Let me learn me. Let me date me. Right? Me. I'm going to say this, and I know I'm going to put her on the spot. Sorry about this. I'm going to put this out there right now. But I love Ashley. Ashley Williams. If you check her out, sister girl, be everywhere as Shane a shame. <laughs> she will be parasailing on cruise, taking, eating dinner by herself. I love it. I love it. I love it. She's not afraid to be with herself. And I'm telling you that I remember before I got married, I used to go to, to um, dinner by myself, sit down, nice, fancy dinner, sit down, just me, myself, and I, and God. Yes. Enjoy yourself. Get to know yourself. Spend time with yourself. Invest in yourself. God knows you don't took all your money, gave it to that boo thing you had before. Start investing in yourself. Start taking care of yourself. Amen? So do that. Love yourself again. Sometimes we love him more than we love ourselves. We love him more than we love ourselves. We would do for him, do for his family, do for his mama, and you won't do for your own mama. What? You've got to take care of yourself, love yourself, and move on. Amen? So, that I wanted to give to you. Number two for our single queens. Don't be desperate. Desperation does not look good on you. Don't be desperate. Desperation does not look good. And the thing about men, men know when you're desperate. What do they, thank you. Just, they call you thirsty now? They know when you're thirsty. It's almost like seeing a puppy we have a puppy tiger when he's thirsty he sticks his tongue up <laughs> we know when he's thirsty men can pick that up from you like a mile away 
they know when you're thirsty. It's like they can smell that, they can see that. And guess what they would do when you're thirsty? Y'all know what they're going to do. Do I really need to go there and tell y'all what they're going to do? They're going to satisfy your thirst and keep on moving. They will satisfy your thirst and keep on moving. And that leaves you where? Still thirsty. But you got to be like the woman at the well. Lord Jesus, come and quench my thirst. <laughs> but I'm serious. I know we're laughing and having jokes about it. But it's true. Men know when you're desperate. It's all over you. It's all over you. So you've got to allow God to deal with that desperation. I love what Jesus said to the woman at the well. Bring me your husband. She said, well, I don't have a husband. He said, you said right. Sure enough, you don't. And the man you're with right now is not your own. So he had to deal with her thirstiness. He had to deal with her lack. He had to, he had to fill her with living water so that she won't thirst again. Come on in here, somebody. That's the only way you can quench the thirst. You're looking for men to quench it. Men cannot quench it. They can use you and keep moving. But they can't quench your thirst. I know you don't like it. I know. Well, Pastor Tanya, you married. You don't understand. You don't know what we're going through. I was single before too. I, I wasn't born saved. I wasn't born. I, come on now. I have emotions too. I'm human. <laughs> Can I be real? Right? So no. It, when Pastor Nice was dating, he came one time. He told y'all his version of the story. I'll tell y'all mine. We have, we have many of these. We have many of these. But I'll tell you this. When he came down to visit, when he came down to visit, he, was, he came down. Um, I think he was preaching at that time. He came down to preach. But anyways stayed in a beautiful hotel by the beach and um the day before he came down i was i was waiting on um i had applied for a scholarship and i was praying and believing god for the scholarship oh god i really want the scholarship give me the scholarship god let me have the scholarship and i found out the day before he came down no it was the day I think the day he came down, I found out on that day that I did not get the scholarship. And I was so, I was like, God, are you serious? God, I'm serving you. I'm doing all this. And I, I just want a scholarship. God, how come you didn't give me the scholarship? And I knew he was coming down. You know what I said to myself? When he come down, I'm going to sleep with him. I sure did. Yes, Pastor Tanya. I said, if, if the situation presented itself, if the situation presented itself, and I'm going to tell you with him, the situation was going to present itself. He would have made that situation present itself. But I said, I was so mad. I was in my emotions. And sisters, we got to be, I'm sorry, queens. We've got to not, that's why I said we can't be ruled by our emotions. We can't be led by our emotions. We've got to be led by our assignments. 
Because in that moment, I was led by my emotion. I said, God, if the situation presents itself, I'm going to do it because I'm so mad. I wanted that. I've been living for you. I've been living holy, living right. And I wanted the scholarship. Why didn't you give it to me? So, went to the hotel. I don't know if I should give you all details. Anyways, went to the hotel. No, but I'm looking at the time. I'm looking at the time. Wait. <laughs> So nosy. <laughs> y'all <are> so nosy. <laughs> so okay, I'm watching the time, y'all. So went to the hotel. When I got to the hotel, he was there, got comfortable, sat in the chair, and then he's like, Oh, yeah, yeah you, let me massage you. I'm good at massaging. I'm good at massaging. <laughs> So he's massaging my shoulders. He's massaging my shoulders. I'm like, ooh, that does feel good. He's massaging my shoulders. And now this time, I'm like, okay, God, the, pre the, the situation presented itself. Nobody was there. Nobody was around. No it was the perfect, the perfect scenery. I mean, his, his room is overlooking the ocean beautiful white sand and it's just he and I in the room and I said God the situation presented itself now I'm already in my emotions because I'm mad I'm like hey whatever right and so he's massaging and he's massaging and he's like you want a foot rub <laughs> so he's massaging and so I had to, and, but even though I was in my emotions, I was like, God, I just can't do it. I just, I just couldn't do it. Because even though I knew that my mama was all the way in her house and my daddy was all the way in his house and everybody was, nobody was around. Nobody saw me came in the door. Cause you know, I'm from the island. Everybody know everybody. So I had to sneak in, <laughs> but nobody saw me go in. Nobody would have known anything. Two things I thought of. I said, okay, God, I can't, I can't do this. At the end of the day, you're watching. You know. So I can't, I can't do this. As emotional as I was, I just couldn't do it. And number two, I thought, hmm. Now, he live all the way here in America. He going to get what he want from me and fly all the way back there in America. And I will never see him again. The devil is a liar. I said, that ain't going to happen. That is not, I don't care how perfect the situation is. I don't care how beautiful the ocean is and how the sunlight just sparkles on the water. The devil is a liar. You're going to take what's belong to me and then go to America and I never hear from you again. Oh no, baby. <laughs> you got to put a ring on it. So needless to say, nothing happened that night. And I thank God that it didn't because if it did, and he told me this too, man, y'all gotta, you gotta check these brothers. Like I said, they ain't in the room. It's just us, right? Queens. You gotta check these brothers because he told me one time, he said, if you had done it, I wouldn't have married you. I would not have married you because you would have been like every other. And at that time he was a Christian brother. You understand? So yeah, listen to me, sisters, queens. 
don't give yourself away to any i don't care how much they promise you they're gonna give you a ring let me see it walk me down that aisle and when we say i do in the front of the witnesses then you can have me because until that day your word what if, even if he's serious god forbid right you give yourself to him and the day before y'all get married something tragic happens these things happen so don't give yourself to anybody that you have not said yes to in the presence of witnesses all right i'm gonna speed it up all right all right all right all right all right can you give me just five more minutes okay so this is what I want you to do, queens, those that are single. Make your list of what you want in a man. Oh, Pastor Tanya, I've done before for I'm no, 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 no. Hear me. Hear me. First of all, renew your faith in God. I know you've done it before. I know it may not have worked the last time, but do it this time. Remember, who is it? He said, uh, oh, speak Holy Spirit, who is it? Oh, when Jesus uh, told, when they were casting their their nets and they said oh we've been tossing all day we've been tossing all day and jesus said do it on the cast it on the other side in other words do it again so hear me prophetically do it again make your list again make your list again this time when you make your list i want you to put scriptures down I want you to put promises, of, and I was going to do it for you, I completely forgot, but I'm going to work on it if you need me to. I want you to put scriptures down where you are promised to have the men of your desires. This time, do it with the word of God. Don't just make a wish list. Do, we, do it according to scripture. You're going to write down what you want in a man, okay? Now, I'm going to tell you this. You may not, thank you, Holy Spirit. What you want in a man may come in seed form. It may come in seed form. In other words, God, I want a rich man. Okay, and he may not have two pennies to rub against the other. That's all right. That's all right. Because he may have a good business mind, though. He may have a good business mind, and that in itself is a seed. And it, him partnering with you, you together can make, the, you can bring him to that place. Remember, you're making room for him. So you can bring him to that place where he's that millionaire that you've been believing God for. So this time when you write just, when you write what you want in a man, write scriptures down beside it. When we got our house, when we, we got the floor plan of our house, um, at that time, you know, we were, we were looking for a home. And uh, they gave us the floor plan. I took that floor plan and I began to write scriptures down on that floor plan. Promises of God. What God said, God, you said you're going to give me the desires of my heart. You said whatsoever I ask, God, that whatsoever I speak, I shall have it. You said wherever the sole of my feet should tread upon you, give me the land. I started writing scriptures down on the floor plan. And every time I picked up that floor plan, I began to read what the word of God said. And then I just saw myself in my house. The first house, here it is, the first floor plan that I got, where we, the, the, the house that, that, um, uh, that I was looking at, they, they told us that that house was sold. And I was like, oh man, God, I, I, I missed that. I missed that. And then they took us to another house that was even better. 
hear me, it was better than the one that we had seen floor plan, but where the house was sitting was a better location than where the first house was. This one's sitting on a, on a, on a, on a pond. Open space on both sides. So it was better. If God closes one door, it's because he has a better one for you. So don't give up. Don't give up. So write, your, write what you want in a man. And I want you to put scriptures to it, number one. And number two, I want you to write now, are you who that man is looking for? So are you living up to the standard that that man is looking for? What do you mean by that? The Bible says, he that findeth a good wife. Yes, he's going to find you. But are you going to be the woman of God that he wants to help him accomplish the assignment? Because you could want a rich man all day, but if you can't spend properly, if you taking every dime and you putting it in here and clothes and jewelry and, and not investing, why would, he want to, why would a, a millionaire want to marry someone like that? Why would a business savvy man want to marry someone that's going to just splurge his money? Right? You want someone that's buff and built, but you're not taking care of yourself. You're always at the hospital. Come on now. So when you write your list this time, everything that you write down, look, put on the side of it what you need to do to be the woman of God that he needs. Does that make sense? I hope I said it right, but I, I'm, I'm hoping you, you, you get it. So whatever you put down, you put down next to it. Whatever you want him to be, you put down next to it what you need to do to compliment him. Amen? That's your assignment. I'm almost done. Almost done. Uh, uh. All right, I'm going to skip that. I'm just going to hit this last piece and I'll be done. All right? Now, we have some queens who are struggling with their identity. They're struggling with their identity. And I, I believe, I don't believe, I know the reason why they're struggling with their identity is because if they ever find out who they really are, they will wreak havoc in the kingdom of darkness. They will wreak havoc in the kingdom of darkness. So the enemy does not want them to know that they're women of God. The enemy does not want them to know that they're queens. The enemy is trying to confuse their minds. The enemy don't want them to really understand their assignment and their purpose. And the thing about sin, sin can confuse you so much till sin looks right. And then you have the world on top of it telling you that this is right. Queens, let me help you with something. God created you to be with a king. God created you to be with the king. I know this isn't popular in the church world anymore. I know people are preaching against it and saying, oh, queen could be with a queen. Not according to God's kingdom. Not according to God's kingdom. A queen needs a king. Write these scriptures down if you can. Genesis chapter 19, verse 1 through 13. Genesis 19, 1 through 13. Leviticus 18, 22. Leviticus 20, 13. Romans 1, 26 through 27. 1 Corinthians 6, 9. Too fast? 
Okay. I'm going to go through one more time. Last one is 1 Timothy 1.10. Let me do that again. Genesis 19, 1 through 13. Genesis 19, 1 through 13. Leviticus 18, 22. Leviticus 18, 22. Leviticus 20, 13. Leviticus 20, 13. Romans 1, 26 through 27. Romans 1, 26 through 27. 1 Corinthians 1, 6. I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 9. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 9 and verse 10. And 1 Timothy 1, verse 10. I want to read that real quick. Romans chapter 1, verse 26 and 27 says, For this reason, God gave them up, of dis God gave them up to dishonorable passions, for women exchanging natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion one for one another, men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. And then 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10 says, or do not, I'm sorry, or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor um, adulterers, nor men or nor men who practices homosexuality, nor thieves, nor greedy, nor drunkenness, nor rivators, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Now I know that we, the Bible lists all kinds of sins, and most of the times in churches we point out the one sin, the one sin. And I'm not here to point out the one sin, but for the fact that I'm talking to us queens. And I'm just talking to us on, in this context that we are created to be queens. And if the, anybody, I don't care who it is, anybody tells you otherwise, it is a lie from the pit of hell. Now, this is one thing that I've, I've come to understand. You can have, oh God, how should I say you can have the, the thought, you can have the, the, you may not understand it, you may even have the emotions, but if you act on that emotions, that is what makes it a sin. If you act on that emotions, that's what, I can all day say, you know what, I feel like drinking. I feel like smoking. I feel like, you know, whatever. But until I act on that sin, that is what, that, that becomes a sin. Now, what I need to do is while that thing is in seed form, while that thing is in my mind, that I'm, I'm having confusion in this area. I need, I need to go to God so God can deal with that while that's in a seed form. But when I act on that thing, so I'm saying to our queens who are struggling in that area, I don't come to condemn you. I speak to you in love. And I know that there are many that's watching. I speak to you in love. We love you. We love you. We will never beat you over the head with the word of God. But we will tell you the truth. We will tell you the truth. And that is that God has created you to be with a king. A king. Ah. <sighs> Write these last scriptures down and I'll be done. Ephesians 6 verse 13. 
It talks about putting on the whole armor of God. If you're struggling in that area, I want you to read these scriptures. Ephesians 6 verse 13, putting on the whole armor of God. Romans 12 verse 2, renew your mind. Your mind has to be renewed. And Galatians 5 verse 16, walking by the spirit. The Bible says they that walk by the spirit will not obey the, the, the lust of the flesh. Now, I, I will say this. I know, I, I don't, how should I say? What you're going through is not easy. I can't say that that is a temptation that I've had. But I can tell you this. It doesn't matter what you have gone through, what you're going through right now. There's nothing that the blood of Jesus cannot bring you out of. There's nothing that the blood of Jesus cannot bring you out of. That sin is not greater than the blood of Jesus. It's not. It's not. I understand that the struggle may be there, but God is God even over that struggle. He is God over it. And God wants you to be the queen that he has created you to be. He wants you to be the queen that he's created you to be. I know this isn't popular, but it's the word of God and it's truth. And I will speak what thus said the Lord, regardless of who likes it and who don't. I don't condemn anybody. I love you with the love of Christ, but I've got to let you know the truth. Amen, somebody? Amen. Amen. All right, queens, we're done today. We're done. I hope you received something today. I wanted to talk to the queens that has gone through the loss of a husband or, you know, been divorced. Um, Minister Bethlehem is going to be speaking to us on not this upcoming Wednesday, the following Wednesday. So I need to have all of our queens. You may say, well, Pastor Tanya, I'm not single, I'm married. I still need you on on Wednesday. You may say, I'm, I'm not uh, divorced or anything. I still need you on next week, Wednesday. And men, I need you on as well. Because you need to hear what these women are going through. Because guess what? You have daughters or you will have daughters. So make sure you're on. Amen? Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Father, we thank you for what our eyes have seen, our ears have heard. God, I know we've gone over the time, but I believe, God, that something was said to bless your people. And even now, Father, I pray for those who are watching. I pray for those who are in this room, Father. I pray, God, that we would know the assignment and the call that you have placed in our lives as queens, God. That we would walk in that assignment, oh God. That we would not be ashamed or afraid, God, to profess you as our King of kings and Lord of lords. Thank you for the kings that you've given us here in the earth, God. And we repent if we have not treated them right. We repent, God, if our assignment was a contrary to theirs, God. We repent, God, if we did not live up according to the purpose and the standards that you have called us to live live up to as their queens we repent even now god we ask that you would forgive us god and from this day forward father i pray god that through us hearing the word god that we will fall back in alignment with our assignment father god that we will keep our assignment first god god we will move beyond our emotions and put our assignment there god because you've called us for a purpose god and i thank you god that the man god that's our the, the, for those who are who are not with someone right now God you have an assignment on his life and you have an assignment
assignment on her life. And I pray, God, that in this season you would bring the two together, God. I pray that you would bring the two together, God. Lord, that our single queens would know, God, that they're not coming together just to be cute, God, not just to say that they have a man, but they're coming together for assignment. They're coming together for purpose. They're coming together, God, for kingdom business. So, God, I thank you, God, that their minds are ready, God. That they have positioned themselves to be ready for the assignment. And God, once they are ready for the assignment, I call in their men. I call in their Boaz. I call in their King David. I call in their King Solomon. I call them in, God. I call in the priest, God, to their homes. I call in, God, the, 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 the king into their homes. I call him in. By the Spirit of the Living God, may these queens never have to carry the weight by themselves another day. May they not have to carry the responsibility of leading their household by themselves another day. Meet the need, Father. I believe that their hearts are ready to receive from heaven. I believe that their hearts are ready to receive their King. Now we call him in. Open up their eyes that they may see and recognize him when he comes. That they won't have to go and search the whole world looking for him, God. That all they have to do is be in position and he will find her. I thank you, Father, that they are ready. I believe that they're ready. And Father, we pray, God, that you would meet the need. For our sisters, our queens, God, who are struggling in their identity, I pray healing over their minds right now. I pray, God, that the struggle is destroyed, that the struggle is broken in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare that they are set free by the power of the living God. The spirit of homosexuality has no power over your children. So we bind and rebuke it in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus over their mind, over their spirit. Not in our name, not in our power, but in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We command you to loose the woman of God. We command you to loose these queens and let them go. In Jesus' name. The blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus prevails over their lives. So Father, I thank you for the victory. I decree it, I declare it, and it is 